0: get out of line you can hit them with a sack of valencia oranges it won't leave a mark and it'll let them know who's boss (laughs) oh
1: hey guys didn't see you there (laughs) Little thanks
0: for you welcome to the carpenter queens podcast your favorite queer stoner horror podcast the only show dedicated to the best and worst the horror genre has to offer coming to you live from the tcq video store the only fictional VHS rental spot where you can pick up the classics for only 69 cents a day. My love language is unaltered rage. My name is Raymond.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proof that all bitches go to heaven. My name is Nick. Are you, though? <laughs> Hello! Hello, everybody! Welcome back to school, Kratos It's September, which means it's time to hit the books and learn a scary thing or two. Kicking off our school month is the 90s meta sci-fi trek through the invasion of the Body Snatchers. But you all know the drill we would love for you all to leave a comment and rate the podcast if you love what you hear hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you are streaming and thank you for making our first episode of season 3 one of our fastest mm. and most listened to episodes mm. ever so thank you mm. y'all came out
0: with the bang I I love y'all thank you thank you thank you thank you listeners recommender rentals are our weekly staff pick a film we either love love to hate or love to make fun of You've never seen the film? Rent it from our store and come back for all the deets. This week's recommended rental is our first day back to class, and it looks like the teachers are acting strange. So let us snort some scat and see which one of us is the alien scum. That's the bell, and it's time to check out Robert Rodriguez's The Faculty. And now, our feature presentation.
1: At the time of this recording, the 90s teen sci-fi flick is available to stream on HBO Max, DirecTV, and Cinemax. But that is subject to change. I don't know how many times we have to mention the debacle that's happening at HBO Max, but y'all should know by now. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with it, but I know that a lot is in jeopardy here. So they uh... just dropped, They just removed 20 different titles. From their streaming platform, without notice, uh, they just scrapped a bunch of stuff that was in development, and they literally just had to drop a trailer stating, "Hey, these shows are still here. Hey, these shows are still coming. Don't worry. <laughs> what's a good see this is why it's important to own physical media.
0: this I own this, so <laughs> sorry, bye
1: it. Let's head behind the bleachers and smoke up a doobie and try some scat for once. But how? Ooh, Jesus. Let's head behind the bleachers and smoke up a doobie and try some scat. While we do that, when we head on over to... 420, what you smoking? <laughs> what did you smoke with this week's watch?
0: Um, I think I just worked on my stash. I mixed a little bit of my sativa, which is still the Georgia pie, um, mm. with a little bit of my indica, which is the rainbow driver. Um, made myself a, a healthy little salad, if you will. <laughs> uh, it, it, it got the job done. You know, this movie, without giving anything away, kind of, you kind of need to be aware, but you also kind of want to be inebriated because it's fun. It's a fun movie. So It's um, just a
1: schlocky movie. I f- yeah. love this movie. Uh, this week, I changed it up. A friend dropped off some Robhots, or Robots, it's... R-O-B-H-O-T-S, I believe. uh, Gummies. When I say that those f*** you up on another level, (laughs) the other night on Sunday, I thought I was high for 15 hours. (laughs) I was in a place I didn't know I can enter. So those (laughs) I am currently on, as well as smoking. You went went into the further. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also smoking on my pen just to keep, this is my CBD pen. I just need to keep it leveled because the edible can get a little too high sometimes. Uh, but while we are smoking, I really have been dying to ask this question because this movie I associate with you. Aww. So when was the first time you watched this movie? You know, you ask me this question every week
0: and it's always a 50-50 toss up of whether or not I'm going to remember when I first watched this. This, however, falls into the category of not remembering. This came out wow. in 98. I was still ne- no I had to have re- like I had to have rented, rented this. this yeah for sure and like probably not until I got to like middle school like a year later because I was still in elementary school and this came out um so I don't know I think because it was so accessible to me at the time I think that's why I like it so much I was able to rent it from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and then I'm sure at some point what else? Our favorite, the library. I'm sure they got a copy of it at some point. And, bitch, I was, oh, I was at the library twice, sometimes three times a week to write movies. Same. Same. So I think that's where my deep-rooted love for this movie comes from. Also, like, I'm just going to jump ahead. It's Robert Rodriguez. Y'all know I fucking love Robert Rodriguez. And it's Kevin Williamson's script. And it's this dope invasion of the body snatchers melded with scream i love it i think that's why i love this movie so much it's just like all encompassing of all my favorite things
1: i th- I think that's absolutely right because this movie is you like this movie is <laughs> you to a t the way they insult each other the way mm-hmm. these characters dress uh Flo the stokely, dramatics the of lesbian this mo- jesus me. christ i cannot wait to talk about stokely the first time I watched this movie was at one of our sleepovers, and you showed me this movie for the very first time.
0: One of our hogfests?
1: One of our hogfests. We used to call them hogfests, because all we used to do was just devour the four main food groups, which was sour, salty, sweet, and I think chocolate. Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably. It we was the 90s used to be horrible, bill.
1: horrible. We used to just get a shit ton of snacks, veg out, and then just like... Watch horror movie after sober,
0: mind you. We were kids when we did this, so we weren't even high. I know
1: we didn't even do this, stoners yet.
0: (laughs) Very foretelling of how we were gonna grow up. Go on,
1: (laughs) go on. You showed me this movie, and I just remember first thinking, "My uncle's so cool. He's so cool. (laughs) Like he's showing me like all these horror movies. We're having a cool time. I always used to think I was rad." And then when you showed me this movie, I thought this was the pinnacle of cool. I thought that this was like hot shit and that is how I Mm -hmm. revered this movie for literally, probably still to this day. I love this movie. I have great nostalgia glasses to this movie so I apologize to everybody. I know that there's some (laughs) faults in this movie but this movie is so fun.
0: I agree and I hope it's not just because we wear nostalgia glasses when we watch this because I I definitely have memories of us watching this together when you would come over for our hog fest and we would just like, like you said, eat copious amounts of disgusting junk food and watch. If not, Freaky Friday was usually on the lineup followed by a (laughs) horror movie. It was always Freaky Friday though. And then followed by a horror movie.
1: It was usually a horror movie then Freaky Friday because Freaky Friday was my comfort movie and I would get scared from the horror movies and I would eat it afterwards. You were still,
0: you were still just dipping your toes into the cool lakes of Camp Crystal Lake.
1: Jesus Christ, everybody. You know what? I am going to say that it took you a long time to bring up this god, Crystal Lake, but... It's summer! It's hot, no,
0: y'all. No. I want to... I Boo! Wanna jump into...
1: Boo!
0: <laughs> Anyways, I, yeah, I do have uh, memories of us watching this together, and just, we usually had to put on a comfort movie for you afterward.
1: Well, you know what? Let's check out the VHS's special features and find out who made and who starred in this movie. The Faculty was released on my birthday, December 25th, 1998. Technically, this is six years after my birthday, but we're just gonna say it's 98, so it makes me feel better. But it's not. Runtime of, <laughs> run of one hour and 44 minutes. It is rated R, and we will move into our taglines.
0: Six students are about to find out their teachers really are
1: from another planet. Meet the Alien Generation. On December twenty fifth, school's out forever. Take me to your teacher. I kind of actually, I don't mind these. These are fine. I don't mind. These are kind of cute. Either. These are cute.
0: <laughs> this is like the first time we've ever kind of given like. These kind of all work for a movie. Um, I
1: think Meet my the favorite, Alien Generation, that sounds great. I love uh, that one. Take Me to Your Teacher. Ugh.
0: I think those are my two favorite ones. But the, <laughs> the teachers really are from another planet. I think that's cute. It's cute! But I think, yeah, for me, the standouts are Meet the Alien Generation and Take Me to Your Teacher.
1: Both are adorable. I really love both. Uh, for our director, welcome back to the store for the second time. Robert mm, Rodriguez, mm, director mm. from... Director of From Dust Till Dawn, Desperado, Spy Kids, Sin City, and our very first film we covered of his uh, filmography, Planet Terror. Please go check that out for Ray's birthday. Bangers,
0: y'all. Bangers. First of all, Dust Till Dawn, we haven't even covered it. It's coming. I I'm guarantee so you it's coming. It's one of my faves. Desperado's not horror, but it is great.
1: Spy kids, kids is not horror, but <sighs> it's fantastic. Spy is my childhood. <laughs> with a story by David Wechter and Bruce Kimmel, but the screenplay is by THE Kevin Williamson. This is Kevin Williamson's fifth time on our podcast. If you could not tell, we are obsessed with his writing.
0: I mean, you couldn't escape Kevin Williamson's grip on the nation in the 90s. He was everywhere. If you weren't watching his horror movies, you were watching his sappy teenage soap opera,
1: what's it called? Dawson's Creek. I how to me over. Me. Did you know he was also behind the Vampire Diaries TV show? The one that came
0: out in CW? I believe it. I mean, hello, Kevin Williamson. Need we say more? The ultra really do script, I'm salivating over it. Moving on to our cast. We have Jordana Brewster as Delilah Prophet. And this would be Jordana's first feature film role. She does She's pretty great. well in it for her first She's feature. She
1: does great.
0: We have our fave, the queer Clea Duval as Stokely Stokes Mitchell, Laura Harris as Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson, Josh Hartnett as Zeke Tyler, Elijah Wood as Casey Connor, Sean Hatausi as Stan Rosado, Selma Hayek as Nurse Rosa Harper. We have Fomke Jansen as Elizabeth Burke. Piper Laurie as Karen Olson. Christopher McDonald as Frank Connor bb newworth as valerie drake robert patrick as joe willis usher raymond as gav santora john stewart as edward furlong and daniel van Bargen as john
1: tate wow wow we wow 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 guys okay listen 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 so i cannot overstate even still this cast slaps Claire Duval, Jordana Brewster, Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, Salma Hayek, uh uh BB Newworth, John Stewart Alone for Me are the Famke like, Johnson. Oh fuck. F- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just like Hello. the amount of people that are in this movie that are amazing. Yes. It wow. Yes. Wow.
0: Cast, and they all for me deliver in their character roles cuz they all have very specific archetypes in this (laughs) high school horror movie.
1: I'm sure it's the only one that's weird for me.
0: Height of 90s pop culture right here. He is like out of place, but it was so in style at the time to have like the hot pop star at the time be a feature in your movie. Speaking of 90s, let's move on to (laughs) review. IMDb gave it a 6.5 out of 10. On Metacritic, it averaged a 61 out of 100. On Letterboxd, it got a 3.3 out of 5. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 55% on the tomato meter and a 56% audience score. These are like average-ish.
1: Those are so, so. I... Don't agree. <laughs> the closest one that I agree with is maybe the Letterbox one, three point three out of five. Um, I don't think this is spectacular, amazing, like Oscar worthy stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a great time, everybody. This is a fun ass popcorn movie. I agree wholeheartedly. Like I said, I hope the fact that
0: you know we watch this movie with nostalgia glasses on doesn't affect you know how we feel and what we say about this movie. But I don't know. I, I. I don't agree and Mm -hmm. I think this like fun take on an alien invasion movie to have Kevin Williamson come in and you know write up this witty script and to have Robert Rodriguez come in with his know-all to be honest to really put his stamp on this movie and to have this cast deliver like they did I I think it's fun I think it's a great
1: movie I cannot wait for us to talk about that. Keep all of that in mind with that specific formula. Alrighty, everybody. It's time to find out how this movie was made when we head into the behind-the-scenes featurette. With a budget of an estimated $15 million and a box office gross worldwide income of $40 million, That is good, but it is not significant amount they were wanting scream levels of achievement and that is where we got fucked up
0: and scream this is not and that's not any shade that's just like it scream feels, i guess well scream had was the pinnacle at the time scream it was. was the top the top tier the most meta the most highest grossing you know whatever and this is directly after scream and this is kevin williamson again you know pen in the script so a lot was expected of this movie i feel like
1: Well, let's begin, because you're hitting all the the points! With the uber-success of Scream, Dimension Films were trying to capitalize the hot success of the slasher renaissance. Wanting to make another hit, they would quickly greenlight an original story that was written by David Wechter and Bruce Kimmel. Their original draft had been in limbo since about 1990, and they would snatch up the script and move it into production enemies of the podcast the Weinsteins would bring in Kevin Williamson to do rewrites they wanted Williamson to inject a hip vibe and create new dialogue essentially giving it the scream treatment and at first it looked like Williamson would be on to direct but opted to direct his own original script teaching Mrs. Tingle Weinsteins would bring on Robert Rodriguez a hot new director who was just off of his successful film from dusk till dawn Woo! Let's talk about it. This is a reason why not a lot of people like this movie. First of, we're going to talk about Scream and Slasher fatigue. This is 1998. Even then, immediately after, in 1996, with Scream, we would get... Urban Legend, we would get mm-hmm. another Scream, we would get I Know What You Did Last Summer, we would get Disturbing Behavior, we would get just another, 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 another slasher. So I'm going to say by this point, people were probably fatigued and over this hyper meta slasher type of deal. But I don't
0: can really consider this a slasher.
1: I'm going to say. It was marketed that way. It was marketed as another hot slasher. It was a hot. It was. It, it kind of is. It. The only reason why I say that is that you mentioned it at the very beginning. Everybody's an archetype. We've seen these archetypes before. That's what this movie wants to do, though, is to play with these archetypes and just give it this sci-fi twist. Mm-hmm. But at its basis, it's kind of a slasher.
0: Yeah, they definitely. I agree. They kept to that slasher aesthetic and formula. But nobody, like, it's not a slasher. Like, aside from, like, the chases and the tension and everything like that, there's no, like, real killer. There's no real stalking, you know, that's kind of needed for a slasher. But I digress. You know, you can sit here and fight me on it. But I, I <laughs> as much as this,
1: like, was sold as a slasher, to me, it's not a slasher. And you're right on some accounts. Some people just don't like this because it tries so hard to recreate that Scream formula. Hot Mm -hmm. meta-ness, hot young cast, Mm -hmm. uh, amazing cameos, uh, a witty humor by the same exact script writer. People Mm -hmm. were kind of like, oh, I've seen this before. This is true. I
0: I definitely see that. You can obviously see that Kevin Williamson... His, like you could just see his fingerprints all over the script uh-huh um i love that you brought up teaching mrs tingle because that movie tanked and that was his directorial debut not a joke just a fact moving on to our post-production if we were going to talk about the cool hip teen slasher sci-fi monster of a film we must discuss the soundtrack dimension truly thought they had a giant hit on their hands With a hip script from the juggernaut Kevin Williamson, a hot director in Robert Rodriguez, cameos from A-list celebrities, and a slew of fresh young actors who would be bound to be huge stars. With all this in mind, they decided to go all in on their soundtrack. We're talking Garbage, Sheryl Crow, Ah. Oasis, Class of 99, Ah. and of course, Dimension Classic Band. Welcome to the stage. Kareem. Wow. Why? Creed I, I don't literally know. <laughs> made a blood pact with the devil <laughs> to get this amount of exposure in these hits of the 90s.
1: I I don't have an explanation for it. I think it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's
0: going to be the new running joke for season 3.
1: Yeah, I watch. It. I <laughs> bet you anything <laughs> unknowingly we're gonna run into creed multiple times this season
0: <laughs> they like i agree they had all the makings for a hit and it, it, it didn't hit as hard as it that. just
1: didn't it just didn't do it not yeah. to mention they made a branding deal with the it 90s fashion brand tommy <gasps> yes. hilfiger the clothing brand would shoot an on-set ads featuring the main cast as cross-promotion dimension truly believe they had the next scream I saw that ad, so
0: funny enough, I like, saw it a few weeks ago on Twitter, or not even a couple months ago on Twitter, and I was like, w-? I had no idea, I was gagged, I was like, that's fucking dope, and jo- <sighs> we talked about it in H2O, Josh Hartnett's hair, <laughs> y'all, they filmed H2O and this simultaneously, so it's horrible hair from Halloween H2O is gonna carry over into this movie. And it carried over into this Tommy Hilfiger ad as well, unfortunately. Solidified in history, y'all. I wonder how he feels about that. If I ever got the chance to talk, to talk to Josh Harden, I'd be like, how do you feel about those hair choices you made in the 90s? Do you still
1: stand by that? That's a school bell. Let's go meet for lunch and we'll come right back for third period. I love it when it's hamburger day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional appeal. It's all
0: the owl, oh, I
1: don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Bridger Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way.
0: <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne,
1: rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus.
0: Our movie opens with The Kids Aren't All Right by The Offspring, so you know it's 1998. We join the Harrington High football team at practice. Coach Willis screams obscenities and homophobic slurs at the teenage players as they leave the field. In his toddler-like tantrum, he overturns the tables and coolers, and attempts to break one of the sprinklers as it turns on. He kneels down to inspect, and when he does, someone approaches him from behind. Ow! We only see their shadow. He turns to address the mystery person and says, Yeah? What? And it fades to black. We join part of the faculty, wrapping up on a budget meeting. The principal Miss Drake bursts everyone's bubbles as she tells them none of them will get their budget requests fulfilled. As they exit the office, Miss Drake realizes she forgot her keys inside. She says goodbye to Mrs. Olsen and retrieves them alone. Inside she's accosted by Coach Willis. Miss Drake tries to leave multiple times but the coach won't take no for an answer. Finally, he stabs her through the hand with a pencil. She runs and attempts to flee but he's locked up the doors with a chain and lock. Mrs. Olsen has returned for her grade book but can't unlock the chain from the outside. Mrs. Olson offers to be a lookout for Ms. Drake while she runs back to her office for her keys. When she retrieves them, Ms. Olsen can be heard screaming at the coach's return. The principal manages to run to the door and make it out just in time to lock the rowdy coach inside. Ms. Drake turns in relief, only to come face-to-face with the blank-faced Mrs. Olsen. She stabs Ms. Drake multiple times with scissors, killing her on the spot. Coach Willis watches in approval as Mrs. Olsen explains. I've always wanted to do that.
1: And we get our title card. The only thing I don't like about this movie is the opening. I find the opening so lackluster, weird, and just mm, scream, this is not. (laughs) Yeah, I don't
0: know. Let's go with the coach. I hate the coach. Immediately, off the bat, I hate him. Because they very much went with the archetype of the overly aggressive football coach and they push it to the like the extreme where he's cursing obscenities calling them faggots or or at least hinting to thereof um i don't like it i don't like it it gives me the vibes i i hate all of that it's why i only played one season of like Uh, baseball because I hated all of that like toxic masculinity. Mm. It's disgusting. That's what I get from him.
1: Okay. Same. But also boring. Like, I hate the... And then we cut. And why is he fighting with the sprinkler? It's just like, are you drunk? At school... Because almost every teacher here does not want to be here, and I understand. (laughs) Everybody does not want to be here. Oh,
0: we haven't even gotten to, like, the rest of the school, which is, whew, we'll get to that when we get to it. But then it, so it fades to black, and then we join this faculty meeting on budgets, and nobody's getting any money except for the football team, because this this is a football town, Mr. Tate. You know, have
1: you seen the stands on Friday nights? They're filled. Mrs. Olsen there's no money for a musical this year like, you know my times I f***ing <laughs> hurt that <laughs> I why I, as, as like an art kid in high school this makes me mad just cause I'm like money always went to football and it bugged the crap out of me I just don't like it it is just a total reminder that even still this was 98 this is now 2022 our school systems just like failed everybody mm. so it just like sucks my favorite line though when she leaves and the only way you'll get it is if you were a theater nerd when they're leaving the whatever and she's talking to Mrs. Olsen and she's like, maybe if they use last year's set of Our Town. The joke is that Our Town doesn't have a set. It's it's just the stage. So it's a very layered <laughs> joke. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> Clear. I, I laughed so hard. I was like, nobody except theater majors would oh, no. know this that joke. That was
0: a layered joke, y'all. There are layers <laughs> to the script. That's
1: so good. Oh, okay. It's so good.
0: I've, I love this movie. I've seen it millions of times. I've never gotten that joke until you explain it to me right now.
1: The only th- other thing I want to mention before we move on to the sick Jason stuff, Mrs. Olson, I swear to God, look at me in my one good eye. I thought Debbie Reynolds, <laughs> who is in Halloween Town, Played Mrs. Olsen. I swore <laughs> to God I thought it was her. It how wasn't dare until you? maybe like two or three years ago. I was like, oh, oh, that's not Debbie Reynolds. I, it's because of her hair, and that is it.
0: How dare you sully the name of Abby from the block? That was for you, D 180. First of all, no. How dare you? Looking a I little... know. I This is like the only like one like silver strand of goodness in this opening is that when Miss Drake finally, you know, after this whole encounter, she finally makes it out from the doors from the office. She thinks she's safe. and She turns to Mrs. Olsen and just blank face. No emotion. Just it just starts stabbing her several times. Psycho over style. Until she's dead. And then she's, I've always wanted to do that which is like a running theme for these teachers to say but it, it it only gets like said twice and then it's just dropped
1: i don't get that line is everybody yeah. just secretly like homicidal and Maybe. they just I mean, and they just want to kill someone and the aliens like bringing this out like we said
0: nobody wants to be at the school nobody likes working here the staff hates it the kids hate it Maybe they all secretly want to kill each other. I don't know. It was the 90s bill. Say
1: a prayer for the youth of America. (laughs) (laughs) We are introduced to Harrington High School in Ohio. We get a glimpse of one of our main characters, Zeke. He makes a spectacle of himself as he speeds into the student parking lot, causing a ruckus with his hot rod. Next, we're introduced to Casey, our loner, and Stokely, the goth lesbian. Up next are Delilah, the overachieving editor of the school newspaper, slash cheer captain, and her self-loathing dumb jock boyfriend, Stan. The bell rings and everyone heads to class, except for Casey, who is still being bullied as they crush his balls by ramming him into a flagpole. New girl Mary Beth Elizabeth Hutchinson gets a glimpse of Casey's nutcracking as she asks some burnouts where the office is. Inside the school, we join Zeke in the boys' bathroom, selling really bad fake IDs, and SCAT, his own personal recipe, which is just some homemade narcotics he's funneled into ballpoint pens. We meet our cast, and I th- love the way that it's set up. It's totally Robert Rodriguez. It's, I can totally tell that he edited this. Mm-hmm. It's fast-paced. It's cut really neat. I love it. How do you feel? About our introduction to Zeke, Casey, Stokely, Delilah, Mary. Why do you have to say the whole thing? Mary Beth Elizabeth Hutchinson. Because, first of all,
0: she's from the South, y'all. It's very Southern to have three names, it's also kind of shipperish. Shave. But you have to say all three <laughs> names. I do love this introduction to our cast. And funny enough, um, I told you Richard wanted to watch every single movie on our list this year. And so we were watching this. It's a good, li-
1: listen, everybody, it is a good ass list this year. Okay, so I understand. <laughs>
0: Not to toot our own horns. Um, so we are watching it, and I, I asked him as well. I was like, how do you feel about, uh, you know, these intros and how it says their name and everything? And he said, he's like, I love it. He's like, because I usually forget people's names. So it's nice to have a visual. And I was like, that's fair. Uh, I agree. It's very Robert Rodriguez. It's um, the way it's cut, the music um the title cards even the title card that we get for the movie the faculty the, there's like original score i'm sure he composed and this weird editing choice he didn't oh okay whatever
1: no I, I don't even know why she would say that
0: but i like this this is a great introduction although this school what is wrong with is what's in the water in this in harrington ohio because There's road rage. There's people fighting in the streets. There's people doing drugs. There's people smoking in front of the school. There's blatant like bullying going on. As soon as Casey stepped off the bus, he's elbowed in the face. And then by the end of the scene, he's getting his nuts crushed on the flagpole. And everybody's just okay with this. Nobody does
1: anything. It's Ohio. What else are they gonna do? I'm very honored to be in the presence of so many locals. Is it really like
0: this in Ohio? I I don't want to go to Ohio. I don't know.
1: If you're from Ohio and you're listening, please call in. Like, let me know. Because this this is some terrifying shit. The home of the Hornets is terrifying. They're called Hornets because they're all horrible people that deserve... (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I...
0: No. I went to school here in the Valley and even that was nowhere near as bad as
1: this. This is really bad. This is my hardcore shit. That's why when everybody starts turning and it becomes really peaceful, it's jarring. You're like,
0: Yeah, I <laughs> guess that's
1: why they did it. I just feel like they went a little too far with uh-huh. it. I'm like,
0: this is Ohio. I don't believe oh, people in Ohio to be this extreme. But what the fuck do I know about people from Ohio? I've never been there.
1: But Kevin Williamson's script, while well at it, crash and burn, Casey. As Stokely s- enters the scene. So sick. I love Stokely. Classic goth. What I don't like is what they do with her character at the end of it. And, yeah. and we'll get there when we get there. But right now, she's sick. I love granted, her delivery. Granted, her hair. Can we talk about her hair for a very split Listen, and it was high second. school.
0: Everybody has questionable hair in high school. It's a phase. It's a phase. It is a phase. It's not a phase, Mom. You're only
1: defending her because this is you. You're only defending her because it this is, is you. It is.
0: I will fully, <laughs> fully admit that now. I am Stokely, and she is me. Uh, this this was me in high school, y'all.
1: This was me. I'm sorry to say, angry stoner, no, angry loner, queer goth kid. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 To a T, Tina.
1: Cause if y'all think she's ferocious now, when she was a teen, Jesus Christ. Oh, it was a lot worse before the weed. Ooh, we should have seen before <laughs> she was medicated. Um, but I love Stokely way that it's edited with the lines with Kevin Williamson and these actors deliver, you know exactly who these characters are Mm -hmm. in less than the five minutes that the scene is done. And credit. Credit! Because we also meet Delilah. Cannot stand. Cannot stand Delilah. These are, uh, uh-uh, these are us, still on lips. It takes 72 minutes to apply. Is that a real thing? No! Oh. (laughs) No? (laughs) No? Not. No, it's not. We also meet Stan, the...
0: It's Stan, Stan, the cheerleading man, and sexy Leslie. Hey, fags. Yay. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but he's the self-loathing jock who wants to quit football and pursue his academics. Oh. Now a warning? <laughs> it's a <his> senior year. <laughs> now you want to start participating in school, <laughs> bitch? F*** off. F*** off. What Say privilege. Save that shit for college. When everybody Goodbye. else tries to
1: find themselves. We also meet Mary Beth, um, pure as apple pie, and eyes like window cleaner, M- Bobby Ray. Oh,
0: excuse me. I love when she stops to talk to these girls who are clearly, like, on one or stoned out of their gourd, and she's just like, I really like what you're not with your nose piercing. It really brings out the color in your eyes. <laughs> and then really,
1: she's like, don't
0: even respond. It's just hilarious.
1: I love Mary Beth. She's so cute. We also get Josh Hartnett's duck butt. Uh, He looks hot. His cheekbones are wild. This is
0: a Josh Hartnett appreciation podcast.
1: Listen, this is a Josh Hartnett appreciation podcast. However, this is also a Josh Hartnett hatred of hair podcast. Noted. They they, they coincide together. (laughs) Uh, We get Zeke. When I was younger, so hot. I thought he was the hottest fucking thing Mm -hmm. alive. Mm -hmm. Watching this now, I just want to fucking slap him. Oh my God. You were so annoying. But also fuck him. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> but you wouldn't tell anybody about it. No! Absolutely not. We learned about Scat, my own recipe. Ew, Guaranteed Michelle. to jack you up. The worst name for drugs. Okay. Scat? Does any listen. I was about to if is is there's any anything? heterosexuals okay. here. I know. I was like, I don't know if it's a gay thing. I don't know if it's a heterosexual thing. You know what? It doesn't it doesn't believe in gender. <laughs> It doesn't believe in sexuality. (laughs) SCAT does not believe in sexuality. (laughs) SCAT can happen to anybody! What did he say? (laughs) Let me pull up the actual definition. But according to Urban Dictionary, SCAT is when... (sighs) I couldn't make this up. Definition. SCAT. To chow down on large amounts of big hot shit.
0: (gasps) Oh my god, that's the definition of Urban Dictionary? I don't know how much of this you're going to be able to use for the pod, but let's just say that scat is an unfortunate term for this drug. (laughs)
1: That's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. It's weird. It's a weird name. I do like the delivery. I would never snort this ever once in my life, but this this concept of it being in a ballpoint pen, Mm -hmm. it's genius.
0: We join Mr. Drake in the teacher's lounge and get to know more of the faculty. There's the nurse with the cold, Nurse Harper, Mr. Furlong, the biology teacher, trying to get with Nurse Harper, Ms. Burke, the quiet and soft-spoken teacher, and Mrs. Brummel, the old teacher that's been there since the school opened and is on the brink of retirement. A toxic mix of discontent, anguish, and sexual tension lulls in the hot lounge as a do not turn on ever sign covers the old AC unit in the window. Mr. Furlong and Mr. Tate notice Coach Willis partaking in what they think to be some sort of pre-game ritual as he continuously hydrates at the water cooler. When a newly made-over Mrs. Olsen enters, he turns to greet her and compliments her. She greets him with an eerie smile. In between classes, Stan tells Delilah that he's quitting the football team to focus on his studies. She scoffs at his confession and belittles him, telling him that the head cheerleader dates the football quarterback, not an academic wannabe. (laughs)
1: Burn. <laughs> we meet the rest of this My god John Stewart and Selma Hayek Whenever I see them I still go mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my So god. good looking You should go home No thanks I'm saving my sick days For when I feel better
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe I should just Stick a pen in my eye
0: I don't understand What why he was says that? that? Yeah I didn't get that It's It's for I think they only added it in there For foreshadowing for later Honestly, it came out of nowhere. I think he was just
1: bitter because he, she didn't call him, apparently. God. Men are so disgusting. Anyway, we meet all of them. I love Salma Hayek. She's camping it up to the ninth degree. Love it. Mm-hmm. Of course, she has to be in a Rodriguez piece. Uh, the rest of the teachers are on. Everybody's either... People are coping in some way, shape, or form. P- people are being passive-aggressive on narcotics, uh-huh. uh, trying to mm-hmm. date each other. Or they're drinking alcohol. Like, what's his face? Mr. Tate. Mr. Tate. He can't... He is one step closer to just quitting and leaving his whole life behind. He is one drink away from smacking a kid.
0: As she should. Correct. Every single teacher in this teacher's lounge hates their job, hates being there. The kids are horrible. They don't like the principal. She doesn't let them turn on the AC.
1: But will we get Mrs. Olsen who comes in... Feeling like pussy. She feels. She is. You know? She is the moment. Hair laid. Makeup done. Lashes placed.
0: Very much a makeover of the 90s. This might as well have been She's All That. They <gasps> took down the hair. They took off the glasses. They put on a little blush, a little eyeshadow. Changed the fit. Boom. But I
1: love that the drama teacher fit is just, like, a black blazer with a swept-over scarf. Like, that is the drama teacher's equivalent of being hot.
0: But from there, as, like, the in-between classes, we get some dialogue from Stan and Delilah and get a little peek into their relationship and how much Delilah is a bitch on wheels and she's only a senior in high school.
1: This may be a controversial, vulnerable statement. Delilah is Gail Weathers in high school. They just rewrote Gail Weathers. They
0: did.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. This
0: is Gail Weathers' origin story. This is
1: her origin story. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow, Gail Weathers has really been through it in her life, huh? She fought off aliens as a teenager. And then she fills up multiple serial killers as an adult. I'm everything.
1: I am the whole universe. Um, I don't care. I don't care. Delilah's a bitch. I don't care about Stan as a character. I really don't. He's my least favorite character. He's my least favorite character out of the whole bunch of them.
0: Yeah, same.
1: At lunch, Mary Beth decides to befriend Stokely as she sits alone reading her sci-fi novel. Just as Stokely is about to open up to Mary Beth, Delilah comes over and accuses Stokely of hitting on Mary Beth. She also accuses her of being a violent lesbian, to which Stokely calls her a bipolar bitch, and storms off. Next, we join Casey finishing up his lunch alone on the bleachers. As he walks across the football field, he notices something unusual in the grass and picks it up. He has no time to get a good look at it as he's jump scared by Coach Willis. On our way to class, Stokely notices Mrs. Olsen going into Mrs. Brummel's room and closing the door behind her. Casey joins Stokely in Mr. Furlong's science class. He shows him what he's discovered on the football field. He and the rest of the class listen in on his diagnosis as to where this creature came from. When Stokely accidentally drops water on it, it resuscitates the creature. Mr. Folling dumps it into an empty tank full of water, where it sprouts long tendrils and ultimately
0: replicates itself. Mary Beth, the new country bumpkin, is just set on befriending Stokely, the goth loner lesbian. Why? For Why?
1: Well, we know why because she is an alien. Um but like oop 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 spoiler ooh. Oh my god. Ooh, did I spoil the ending? Oh my god. I am so sorry from this movie that's almost getting close to 20 years now.
0: I guess that makes sense. You would want to like pick off
1: the loner little ones first. Mhm. However, before you know that That she is an alien I really like Mary Beth I think she's so sweet I really do She's just trying to make a friend And she's over here doing what she can But Delilah is a grade A bitch She's a grade A bitch Oh wait a minute Bitches I
0: love Love this bitchy Witty Catty Quick interaction between Stokely and Delilah Cause it's so It just drips of Kevin Williamson Even though it's really harsh It's
1: so fast. Don't you love the way Stokely uses accessories with different shades of black in her ensemble? you, gutter slut. What is a gutter (laughs) slut? (laughs) You, you're a gutter (gasps) slut. (gasps) (laughs) Only once, and it was pride. I feel very attacked. Delilah goes out of her way to make Stokely's life a living hell, which is why Mm. I also don't care about Delilah, but she gives amazing one-liners. Yeah, she does.
0: Yeah, she does. And she's a bitch on wheels. And you love
1: a bitch on wheels. I love a good bitch on wheels. What do you think of Casey this? Like, for me, it's just movements. Like, I'm not developing much with these characters yet. This is, like, I feel like I don't start developing things with these these characters until we start getting into the alien stuff. Because right now, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of, like, we have to move the story along as fast as possible so we can get to the plot points. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does make sense. Um, yeah, you're right. This is just more movement and plot development. Um, but it for me, maybe it's because I relate because I was a loner. I right, seeing Casey eat by himself on the bleachers I was just like, Oh, my little Casey. Um, but him walking across the field and being totally startled <laughs> by the PE coach is hilarious/slash believable because you know they're just aggressive for no reason, seriously. Um, but this is where we get more plot development. He finds this weird-looking pod thing on the field, and like any other weird oh kid, would just, like, go to his teacher and be like, hey, what's this? And for some reason, I feel like the, the character, Mr. Furlong, knows way more than he should about, like, aliens. But sure, whatever.
1: We join them in the classroom to figure out all these things, on top of uh, Stokely and Stan constantly running into each other. Get a sing-eye dog, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe if you didn't paint your eyes shut
1: <laughs> But we make our way to class Most importantly with Usher I'm glad that Usher's in our classroom uh, But we get to learn and figure out These alien things With Zeke being an asshole And being like, move I'm gonna d- diagnose this alien more than anybody else Whatever, it's like, okay, sure
0: He's also sort of smart though because the whole time he's like sitting like a few desks over and as they're trying to decipher what this thing is he's <clears throat> inputting like the the teacher throws out a term and they're like oh what's that and from the back he goes oh i mean it's a sea-dwelling creature and the teacher looks up and like yeah and even mary beth goes
1: don't you know everything i'm a contradiction Boo! Cheesy line. He's totally that guy that's trying so hard to be cool in high school, but you don't know that he's trying so hard because you don't really understand what that means just yet. You know what I mean? No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. He annoys me. But we get to figure out this, this new alien creature. It gets reactivated when... <laughs> When uh, Usher makes fun of Stokely. Hey, Stokely, maybe it's from your planet. Blow me, blood fart. <laughs> is the is the line that comes out of her when she hits Usher. I'm going to repeat that for I everybody. Blow uh... me, blood fart.
0: Oh my God. Time and place.
1: It's oh. my new uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> What's the blood fart? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both know. From the blood fart, we (laughs) learn... (laughs) I hate you! We learn about this creature, and we put it in water, and stupidly, the teacher puts his hand in the water once it duplicates, and it gets... Replicates. Replicates. And then it bites his finger. (gasps) Oh no, everybody. Special effects do not age well but I appreciate mm-hmm. what they're trying to do because I do mm-hmm. like when Stokely puts her hand on the glass and it tries to mirror her veins in her hand. That's a creepy design.
0: That's really cool. I like that. I, I, even though the effects didn't age well, I do like the fact that it uses little tendrils, little tentacle mm-hmm. things to like pull its lips back out and then bite. We joined Stan breaking the news to coach Willis that he will no longer be the team's star quarterback. The coach takes the news surprisingly well and all too calm, so Stan decides to celebrate by taking a shower. Oh. As he takes a shower, he's joined by Mrs. Brummel, who claims that
1: I can't, I can't
0: She begins to take her clothes off and walks underneath the running shower head. Casey runs in and Stan yells for him to get help. Stan attempts to console her, and when he does, half of her scalp melts into the palm of his hand. After the incident, Mrs. Olsen tells the boys that Mrs. Brummel has cancer, and these are the side effects of her chemotherapy, and that she urges the boys to keep the incident to themselves. Outside in the parking lot, Zeke is selling bootleg porno videos to students. He's approached by Miss Burke, who all too politely asks him to stop selling drugs on campus. He retaliates by offering her laxatives and condoms,
1: Hopefully not to be used in the same setting. Oh my God, scat scat play. It c- it c- scat play. I'm not yucking your gum, but ew. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing though, Michelle. No, it's not. It's totally different. Um, but we go to the quitter who's quitting because he's quitting the team because he's a quitter. Um, that's it. I don't oh, you are feeling, quitchy quitter? I don't care. This is. I always pick up my phone when this scene comes on, and then I put it back down when it's over.
0: Yeah. Well, it's important to the story because the coach doesn't react like at all essentially when he was blatantly overreacting at the beginning of the movie just for them practicing now the star quarterback tells him he's quitting and he's just like okay i'm not gonna get involved in the human condition so you're free to go now Bye bye is essentially what he said pretty much so you know, i get i get that you find it boring neither
1: of us can relate cause I don't give a f- about sports but it's important to the storyline uh, but we, he then decides to celebrate by taking a shower. Uh, we get Mrs. Brummel surprise, scare. It's not her being popped, that pop up in the shower that scares me. It's literally her scalp ripping Ugh. and melting off
0: that scares me.
1: It still grosses me out.
0: The scalp, all tea, all shade, her body, because I know they did makeup up to it. it. It's all like, it's got spots. Like you can tell she's dehydrated. Oh, and then he holds her. I would have been like, "No, no, don't touch me. Don't come into this <laughs> <the> space." space. <laughs> no. I It's our first like really like horrific glimpse.
1: Yeah, of this alien invasion happening. Mm-hmm. It I think it's an excellent, excellent oh, yeah. depiction of it because it freaks me out. But the fact that Stan first calls out, "Casey, is that you? Before. (laughs) Oh oh my
0: God, thank you. Thank you, queer. Because Richard and I said the same thing when we were watching this because he was like, Casey, is that you? I'm like, he fucking wishes it was Casey. He
1: absolutely wishes it was Casey. Surprise! So this turns into Nightmare on Elm Street, too. Oh, bitch.
0: Because from there, we move to the office where Mrs. Olsen is trying to keep things under wraps and trying to explain to the boys what happened. Well, clearly, this is not a side effect of chemotherapy. Um, But she doesn't keep it under wraps, and Casey is too busy staring out the window, looking at the coach just standing in the sprinklers, which is another great. Shot in my opinion, it's very odd, but it makes sense later. Standing in the sprinklers, and Casey's too busy not paying attention. Missiles just like
1: Casey, do you understand,
0: Casey? And then on the third one's like, and it's clearly all done in post. It was all done in post. You can tell it's so. This is that was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I didn't care for that.
1: I I don't know what to do with that, but I'm glad you mentioned it. From there, we move to Zeke who's selling. Nudity tapes of Neve Campbell and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm. I cannot that Kevin Williamson wrote his two final girls as the bootleg tapes. You shady queer. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was probably, in all honesty, it was probably really happening at the time as well, so he probably just wanted, to, like, it was his own little commentary on it.
1: I, I need everyone to know, these are not real, these don't exist, it's just, right. like, the hilarity <laughs> that this, that this is done.
0: I had to say the same thing to Richard, because I think he asked, he's like, do they really have sex? I'm like, no! No! Like, this is all fake, like, this is, this is the 90s, this is, the like, clickbait, this is what they used to do, like, see celebrity nudes, and it was clearly just, like, really bad Photoshop.
1: It's, Jesus Christ, we've all felt, we've all fallen for for it, but seeks selling drugs, and then he gets approached by Miss Burke. Why, why did they decide? It's Kevin Williamson, so we've already discussed Gail Weathers has her origin story in this movie. She also has her origin bangs in this movie, too. Because Miss Burke has (gasps) the worst bangs, and it follows them in Scream 3! But Miss Burke is not Gail, we said I understand that, but they took her bangs and they just oh put it god. on Gail's <laughs> bangs that is disgusting
0: it is pretty bad I really dislike this character of Miss Burke pre-alien takeover
1: I don't she's like her post takeover
0: oh my god she's way too meek and mild to be teaching high school those kids are fucking rotten
1: eating her foul. alive
0: eating her alive and that's just proven in this interaction with Zeke because she comes over and she's like can you can you please not sell your your drugs on campus please. And then he tries to throw her with a loophole and so I'm like well technically I'm on my car my car is my property so. <laughs> and then he offers her laxatives and then
1: cherry flavored condoms and then she just walks away. Rude, how rude. Okay, I'm just going to talk about it here because I don't want to talk about it again later on. Is this movie Making me believe that they're going to have a relationship at the end of this movie. Oh
0: my god.
1: We need to talk about it.
0: inappropriateness at the...
1: Spoiler alert. At the very end of this movie. There is such... Not even at the end of this movie. At this part, when they're in their classroom... She, it's meant to be alluded that oh, she's like yeah. falling in love with him later on especially when like the relationship alters like it's really weird for them and it gets sexual mm. because the alien yeah. inside of her is pushing her to do it and then at the end of this movie it's alluded to very strongly that they're together at the end of this movie what yeah. <laughs> um rawr.
0: yeah that definitely i agree 100% with all those statements Richard said when we were watching, he's like, "Well, technically, he was repeating his senior year, so he would have already been 18. I knew I'm not somebody saying, was gonna say it. I'm not saying that makes it okay by any means. I'm saying it makes it legal. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's disgusting. Don't get me wrong. I don't like it. I don't support this in any way, shape,
1: or form. I don't like it, and that's the. I just that's
0: the '90s bill. <laughs> People got away with this
1: shit, that, and that's it. That's all I want to address. I just want to make sure that I didn't make that up in my brain. We join Casey and Delilah trying to find the school newspaper's new headline. They wander into the faculty lounge. After a quick intimate moment between the duo, they hide in the closet as Coach Willis and Mrs. Olsen enter. They overhear the teacher's conversation about the now dead Mrs. Brummel and how her old body couldn't handle the heat. As the teachers continue to hydrate, they discuss how much of the staff that has been commuted and how the students are next. Their conversation is interrupted by Nurse Harper, whom they quickly set their sights on. Mrs. Olsen shuts the door to the lounge as Coach Willis closes in on the nurse. He pushes her down on the couch and barfs something into her ear. The kids fall back in horror, knocking over Mrs. Brummel's dead body and causing a ruckus. The teachers head over to investigate the noise, and when they do, the kids knock them over and run out into the hall, where they're stopped by Mr. Tate and Principal Drake. They try to explain what's going on, but it falls on deaf ears. Just then, Nurse Harper exits the faculty lounge alongside Olsen and Willis. The kids realize they're all working together and make a break for it.
0: Yes, this is where the height. this is where we start really getting Get
1: into real it. good shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Does he sniff her Ew, Michelle. in the closet? Yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Casey is that loner weird kid and he does loner weird kid shit, okay? And part of that is sniffing things
1: and people. But it's okay, because Delilah, she kind of likes it. She kind of <laughs> likes it. It's a match made in heaven, y'all. They sneak into the faculty lounge where he sniffs her hair, and we dis- oh they start God. discussing the fact that the alien couldn't handle the heat inside of Mrs. Brummel's body. She's
0: too old and dehydrated.
1: She's all dried up. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be moist, Stan. <laughs> For me, though, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's really neat that these aliens we discover, they're kind of amphibious. They need water. They need the Mm -hmm. hydration in order to survive. I think that's a cool ploy. I think it's fun. I think it's neat. I agree. I agree. Humans are, what, 80% water, I believe? 70. So it makes sense that they
0: 70, that they would choose us to be our their hosts and explain, I love this constant hydration thing, and it, it plays out through the rest of the movie of them receiving gallons and gallons of water. The cabinets are filled with bottles of water. I think that's great. We forgot to mention, when they're still looking for their headline... Casey pulls out Mr. Tate's flask from the cabinet, and Delilah goes, No, we exposed Mr. Tate's drinky problem last year. Nobody cares. <laughs>
1: Delilah does become Gail Weathers. Like, I just know it. I know it in my bones. I know this came after, but this is a prequel. I don't give a f- what you say. This is saying. gonna
0: be the title of the episode, Gail Weathers' origin story. <laughs>
1: That's a good one. Our nurse who comes in and explains there aren't enough drugs in this world, and then she down some pills and then chugs it with the Yoo-Hoo. i just have to was it yuhu it looked like tomato juice to me i thought that was a yuhu cuz it's a yuhu bottle <laughs> the fact that i know the fact that it was a yoo-hoo bottle. you got problems i used to, i d- do not drink dairy anymore but i used to love yuhus
0: it shows <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they they get the nurse and the the the, the what do they shoot in her ear? Is it another pod that gets shot mm-hmm. in her ear? Ugh. Oh, It's very the, blood. Ugh.
0: the way that he holds her down, and then you just see all of his veins in his head like, ugh. It's gross, and his eyes turn all white, and he barfs a pod straight into her ear. The foley is to be noted because it sounds like, uh Going into her ear, and you just see this like blood splatter of oh, it's graphic, it's great, and you don't even see it going in her ear, and you don't need to.
1: And it's quickly discovered that all the the whole faculty, haha, we said it, are fully involved with everything. I just want to cut straight through to Casey slipping. Delilah, wait! (laughs) (laughs) She's gone, just a puff of
0: smoke. Even though he stopped to help her. Later that night, Casey returns with his parents and the police to look for Mrs. Brummel's body. When they investigate, all that turns up is a dummy use for CPR training. No one believes Casey, especially after Delilah ditched him and won't answer the police phone calls. Back at his home, his parents ransack his room looking for drugs. When he comes up clean, they ground him and confiscate his phone, his internet access, and his porn! No, not the porn. When Casey attempts to escape out his bedroom window, he notices the faculty waiting for him outside his fence, which causes him to slip and fall. The next day, Casey begs his dad not to make him go to school, but he's forced to. When Casey exits the car, Coach Willis goes over to the car and starts talking to his dad. Once inside school, he's bombarded by an incognito Delilah, which is just her with glasses and no makeup. She professes that her mom
1: didn't believe her, and now the faculty wants them. The only thing that I want to talk about during this whole sequence, Casey gets caught. No one believes him. Cops get involved. Cops become part people. We go back to Casey's place and they ransack his room. Check the books. They used the spine of the books to hide the drugs. I saw it on Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that the mom knew exactly where the porn was. And I, for yep. me, think that's healthy. <laughs> I, think, yes. I think that's good. Thank dead. you. <laughs> I gl- I'm glad that she knows it's there,
0: but he's a teenage boy. We're just going to leave it there. She
1: just wants to make sure it's not some fed up shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um there was something else some that we kinda over really quick. Oh, the turning of the cops. Yeah. So after the cops realize that there's nobody, um, Miss Drake lets one of the police officers call Mrs. Brummel to make sure that she's alive. Or not Mrs. Brummel. Somebody. She calls somebody to make sure that they're Oh. I don't remember. So she goes to call somebody that's and that's it. where she turns to call. <laughs>
1: That's when she turns to the cop.
0: The cop is the cameraman from Scream 2.
1: Stop. No.
0: Yes, Jackie.
1: Oh. It's all connected. Hello, Gale Weathers. That is move your fat
0: tub of lard ass now.
1: We go to the next day after Casey is terrified to even go back to school. His dad doesn't listen to him. Like a... Like, that makes sense to me.
0: Well, his dad is Shooter McGavin. He's an asshole.
1: Always playing an asshole. Always. Every single thing he's in, he plays an asshole. He just has that face. I bet you anything, he's the sweetest man on the planet. We cut to Delilah and Casey meeting on up. And Casey almost doesn't recognize her. And it's the line for me. This, Casey, this is this is all your fault. Do you think I'm in drag for the aesthetics? Yeah. <laughs> Only a gay yes. man would write that. <laughs> drag
0: aesthetics come on valentina
1: seriously all she did was it's a reverse she's all that so
0: stupid <laughs> is the one of the dumbest parts in this movie
1: i think it, what's so dumb is that no one recognizes her like seriously yeah,
0: everybody has a hard time seeing her all of a sudden because she's got glasses on
1: it's a it's a clark kent it's it's a clark <laughs> kent it really <laughs> is like that Oh, but I really want to know, the next day at school, we start getting the Stepford Wives vibes of these pod people, of everyone behaving very nicely. This is where we start to see,
0: like you said, the Stepford Wives sort of taking over everybody's robotic movements and everybody's standing in line for the water fountains. Kids are in class now and participating.
1: We catch up with Mary Beth and Stokely in class with Stan. Marybeth notices Stokely staring at Stan and tells him she should talk to him. When she refuses she shoves her into him and when she does it starts a conversation he opens up to her about how he's quitting football because everyone treats him differently over the intercom students are constantly being called into the office when class ends stokes and stan notice something strange is going on with these ear exams delilah runs off with stan while casey asks for stokely's help back with zeke and marybeth they have a heart to heart over their dead parents even though zeke's are alive some of Zeke's customers from earlier come up to buy more scat. They buy out his on-hand supply and ask if he has any more. He's suspicious of their motives, so he lies and says no. Then Miss Burke shows up with a new makeover and a new attitude. She reads Zeke the house down boots and tells him, If I see you peddling your little pixie dust again, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass, you'll be sucking on my toes till graduation. Woo! Come through, Farah. Come through! I love that one. <laughs> We go back, let's cut back to the class. Mary Beth would be an excellent wing woman. I just have to say, she would probably be a great friend. It sucks that she wants to enslave the whole human race, though. Life's not fair.
0: So she shoves Stokely into Stan, which starts a conversation, and Stan opens up to her about he doesn't want to be quarterback anymore, and he doesn't appreciate the, the inequality that he receives, and how he worked for that D,
1: and he wants the D. He's secretly gay. Uh, everybody's secretly gay. We've discussed this every episode. Um, I don't care about Stan. I Sure, if Stokely wants to have a crush on him, go ahead. I get it. We all used to have crushes on people that were like... Not great. Not great. Why? <laughs> so this is that for her. Good for you. Happy for that. I want to move on to so Mary Beth and Zeke flirting. Because... The whole time I wanted to smack Zeke and then, let, you know, like have him smack me. But I just have to note, Mary Beth, even from being from another planet, knew this f***er was fine. She knew for a fact this man was fine. She took the time. She was like, I'm taking over the world. Let me get some dick first. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, I went too.
0: shit. It was the 90s. Josh Hutchinson was hot shit in the 90s. Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, he was. I get it.
0: I get it. After that, Stokes and Stan head into the hallway where people are lined up for these ear exams. That's what they've been <clears throat> excuse me. That's why they've been intercoming students to the office all day. They're going in for ear exams. Ooh. And then um, Delilah runs off with Stem while Casey asks Dougley for help.
1: From there we move on to Miss Burke's new makeover. Everybody's made I this I can't get over that every alien transformation includes a makeover everybody gets a makeover she comes out you
0: get a makeover you, you get, makeover. get a
1: makeover this alien race said listen y'all are fucked up this high school sucks but let me help you with your hair and they get all they do is also take off her glasses and give her a red dress it she's all thating all over this movie yeah I mean I Hello, I want a makeover. Shit, turn me into an alien. I'll take a makeover. <laughs> Fuck it, true. Uh, how do you feel about this weird interaction in the middle of everybody, in the middle of school, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the lawn?
0: I worked for LASD for four years. You so did. I can I feel for Miss Burke. You wanna fucking let those kids have it. Although you gotta hold back. But now she's she's not herself. She's taken over by an alien. So she fucking lets Zeke have it. And although this has, like, quite the bit of sexual tension to a it. A lot of sexual tension. S- I still like what she says to him. That line is iconic, which is why I wrote it into the breakdown. I love that line. Um, I love that she becomes a bitch on wheels and she's not afraid to confront him anymore. I like it, even though it
1: reeks with uh, inappropriateness. Oh. Absolutely, I think that's my only note. Like this is for me, it's weird. It's not really necessary. It's just an excuse for Miss Burke to show off her makeover and go off on Zeke. Sure, why not? But for me, it doesn't make sense because the rest of the alien colony, mind, hive mind, whatever you want to call it, react calmly. Miss Burke gets up in his face, gets irritated, gets angry, like calls him out. So to me, it just like doesn't make sense. This is kind of like the Stepford Wives Nicole Kidman's remake, where it's like they're aliens, but they're all their mind takeover, but they're also maybe robots, but they also have chips in their brains, but they also might have ATMs built into their stomachs. So it's well, like the human body's very complex, Jackie. Oh never my know what's god. Gonna
0: so these alien hosts, they're just hosts. So they're, they're like wants and desires are still there. And maybe, like, obviously, we've talked about. This inappropriateness between her and Zeke even before the alien takeover. So I think with this alien takeover, it's getting deep into her psyche. And they're like, oh, you want Zeke's
1: dick. So the alien's like, we're going to help you get that dick. And they do. No, no. You are giving so much credit to this right now. I need to take (laughs) off your your nostalgia glasses. Because this does not happen to anybody else except Miss Burke. This is the weakest excuse for just like a sexual tension moment that's not necessary to the story, to the script, to the movie. It was the 90s, Jackie. We needed sex.
0: In the library, Casey informs Stokely on what's going on with the staff. She jokingly suggests that they're pod people. Casey runs with her theory and she adds on that in Puppet Master there were parasites. Casey and Stokely rush back to the biology lab where they meet up with Delilah and Stan. The trio have a hard time convincing Stan that their teachers are being taken over by alien life forms. In the next room over, Zeke and Mary Beth are raiding the supply room so Zeke can make more scat. As they flirtatiously talk, they overhear the conversation being had in the other room about aliens. They run over and make fun of Casey. Just as the kids have their laughs, Mr. Furlong enters the classroom and asks why they aren't in class. Zeke tells him what Casey thinks of him. San adds in that he's accusing the entire faculty of being body snatchers. Mr. Furlong pulls down the shade of the window and asks them all to take a seat. That's when Zeke tries to run to make a run for it and it incites a fight between him and Mr. Furlong. Zeke slices off Mr. Furlong's fingers with a paper cutter. The fingers fall to the ground and immediately sprout tentacles and scurry across the floor. <laughs> Zeke manages to stab him in the eye with one of his scat fill pens. After a beat, the drugs are released from the pen and into his eye. It begins to boil and bubble, causing Mr. Furlong to seize. He falls back over the table and dies. The teens watch in horror as a school bell rings. Stoke asks, Isn't this the part where someone says we should get the f*** out of here?
1: To which Santa replies,
0: let's get the f*** out of here. Come on, Kevin Williamson.
1: Uh, speaking of Kevin Williamson, um, let's move back to this movies randy stokely explains in a very meta version of horror like uh randy explaining horror movies these concepts of sci-fi tropes of pod people of puppet master of these different authors i actually kind of like it because we're such a sucker for meta things like i really can't Mm -hmm. complain is very much on beat with scream there's no denying that very much cut and paste.
0: So they meet Stan and Delilah in the biology room and they're trying to convince Stan of what's going on. Stan's not believing them. And then Zeke and Mary Beth join them because they're in the next room over stealing supplies so that Zeke can make more pixie dust. And he comes in, he starts making fun of Casey as well. Everybody makes fun of Casey. Everybody just shits on Casey, even his quote unquote friends. Actually they're not friends, they just become a Scooby Gang by accident. Sorry to this man. They all get cornered in the biology room by Mr. Furlong, who has now been turned into an alien because he got rid of the, the sample or I'm sure the sample probably infected uh, him or whatever. got
1: him or one of the faculty teachers. Um, uh-huh. How do you feel about the reveal about this giant scuffle that happens in the biology lab?
0: It's great because you kind of don't see it coming because he comes in acting totally normal and nonchalant. Kind of joking with them and it's not until he tells them all to take a seat and doesn't let them leave that you realize something's not right and then when he takes a punt a swing at zeke whoo! that's when shit hits the rails
1: it's such a gross and neat design i would flip out i love it it becomes such a b movie schlocky type of design <laughs> yeah. Jon Stewart's eyes are super wide. It's this insanity is going on. The stabbing of the pen into his eye. Just so we can re-reference that weird offline that we had at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. I uh, love seeing the foaming happening. The, the, the insanity that's happening. This is good. This is great. I love the way it's structured. Robert knows how to edit a fight sequence. This is epic. I
0: really like when he knocks Zeke into the tank and it breaks and it shatters everywhere and then he kind of towers over him and right before Zeke stabs him with a pen he does he he tries to infect him so the eyes kind of roll back and he just uh, and the tentacles come out of his mouth and he's just about to infect him and Zeke stabs him in the eye with a pencil and I think even one of the little pods comes out of because Zeke like brushes something off of himself really quick when he gets up
1: Casey picks up a sample of one of the creatures on the way out of class for proof. They make a plan to go to the parking lot without anyone noticing anything suspicious. The group makes their way across campus, getting stared down by the entire student body. We hear suspicious whispers about the odd-looking group of survivors. They make it to Zeke's car just as Stan is approached by the football team. He gives them the slip, and the group makes a safe getaway. As they make their way to Zeke's place, they try to listen to radio for any help. Only all the stations are down. As they come to an intersection, it's a stopping point with police. They bust a bitch and head in the opposite direction. They wind up in Zeke's garage, aka his scat lab, where he makes pixie dust from caffeine pills. They use the sample Casey picked up on Zeke's pet rat. They let it attach itself to the mouse and then immediately it kills it. They do a mini-autopsy on the mouse and deduce that the parasites require a host. A juicy, sopping, wet host. Because humans are composed of mostly water, we make the perfect host. Zeke realizes he was able to kill Mr. Furlong with a scat because the drug is a diuretic. They turn to Stokely for her sci-fi expertise. She states, in theory, that if they kill the main host alien, everyone who's infected would turn back to normal. The only problem is, they have no idea who it is. They can't even tell who is infected and who has The group then turns on each other and start to accuse each other of acting odd.
0: So they go back to Casey, not Casey, they go back to Zeke's mad laboratory. Why does he have all these beakers and tubing and Bunsen burners?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't know. He He makes coke from diuretic pills and caffeine pills. I mean,
1: I, I just can't. Teens dissecting sci-fi tropes, this postmodern meta shit. have been done before. <laughs> I can see everything coming. Actually, this is, I hold on. So I really like this. This is
0: Kevin Williamson's take, obviously, on like an A like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the thing sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yes, he really just took his whole scream formula and attached it to an alien movie, but I still really enjoy it.
1: Because it still has that wit to it. Because it still has that sharp like edge that we love so much from a Williamson script. So you're willing to excuse it. The thing is, when we try to redo this with Cursed... It's not good. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> well, for obvious reasons. Please go listen to our cursed episode. But that's cursed. <laughs> that that's cursed script is Kevin Williamson trying to do a werewolf movie. He was just going through yeah. each genre trope, essentially <laughs> at a period of time. He needs to keep going. I want not <laughs> Yeah, but the Breakfast Club is formed. We meet in Zeke's like laboratory. Uh, we think aliens are taking over the school. I don't mind the deduction. The Deduction is fine. It really lends more of like, I have to lean into it, that Zeke just is a renaissance man and knows everything there is to do about science, everything there is to do about all of yeah. this. Sure, why not? Because he's just doing his part in the destruction of America. Oh God, another cringe line. Very cringy. I don't, I don't, I...
0: <sighs> Look, this is a 90s Kevin Williamson movie about invasion of the body extension, so we can't really like take it too seriously i just really don't buy this whole mad lab that he's got going on he's got a microscope he i don't know some of it is just a little too
1: far-fetched to grasp but it is a movie about alien (laughs) right so like we have (laughs) to give some source to it I do like when everybody starts turning on themselves. This is some of my favorite stuff in, like, horror, mm-hmm. sci-fi, things like that. Is It's not just the terrifying nature of the thing that you're fighting. It's what it causes for people to react. Like, everybody is now turning on each other, like, because of this paranoia. I love shit like that. Like, that's why I mm-hmm. love the thing. The lines are great. Casey, when did you become Sigourney Weaver? Of course we have to make an alien reference.
0: Get away from her, you bitch! It happens, like I said, it happens in every Alien movie, and this is some of the good shit.
1: Unknown to the
0: group, a mysterious car has pulled up outside. Back in the meth lab, Zeke has come up with a brilliant solution to proving you're not an alien, putting his hack drug up your nose. If you react, you're an alien, and you're dead. If you're not, you just tweak out. One by one, the kids snort the powdery white substance like it's the 80s. It comes to a showdown between Delilah and Mary Beth. Mary Beth begs not to make her do it, that she has an allergy. The group doesn't care. Both girls snort the substance together and Delilah has an immediate reaction and is revealed to be one of them. She gives the normal spiel about how they're taking over and how they can't hide. Casey hesitates to shoot her, but stokely takes the gun from him and fires. She misses. Delilah wrecks Zeke's drug lab setup before she breaks through the door like the Kool-Aid man and hops into the mystery car waiting for her. Delilah didn't destroy all of Zeke's supply. Armed with the leftovers, the group make their way to Friday Night Lights. The entire town is out at the game, but the group has their sights set on Miss Drake as they assume her to be the queen. As they convene in the school's gym, Ms. Drake follows the men. They immediately tie her up and force her to snort the drugs. When she refuses, Casey says they'll plunge it into her eye like they did Mr. Furlong. Ms. Drake pleads with Casey, which causes him to hesitate. Again. When she tries to make a lunch for them, Stan shoots her point-blank in the head. She falls to the ground and begins to bleed out. The group thinks they've made a horrible mistake until her body rises from the dead and pods begin to spill out of her wound. Mary Beth runs up with a canister of scat and tosses it in her face, which causes Ms. Drake to seize and die. Mary Beth continues to throw the rest of the stash on her. Zeke pulls her back, but it's too late. It's all gone. They only have a few pens left. Let's deal
1: with this sick scene. I really like the test shit. This is totally an nod to the thing's blood test scene, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. Who can you trust? One by one, they take the scat. And there's nothing wrong with him, you asshole. He's tweaking. Let him fuck tweak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that part. It's
1: Case's a great line. little
0: giggle is really creepy, by the way. I don't like that.
1: It's very unsettling this
0: is why loners don't do drugs
1: don't do drugs kids but do drugs not a joke just a fact what
0: you stated earlier i like that i like that they that was stated earlier because earlier when they were shopping for no 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 that's a lie earlier when mary beth had first met zeke she saw him peddling the scat and he tries to give some to her and she's like oh no i'm allergic to like everything or i'm allergic to tile and all that would probably kill me i like that that's mentioned earlier because then it comes into play here where she kind of proves that because she genuinely, at this point, her and Zeke have already made a connection, and so at this point, she genuinely tells him like, "Stop! Like, don't make me do this. You know I can't. I have an allergy." She genuinely pleads. Like, you almost feel bad for her. That's and good. but Delilah, on the other hand, was like, F- it. "You're doing it. I'm doing it. We're fucking doing this drug." Yeah.
1: The line is, "I'm allergic." Yeah. I'm Portuguese. What's the difference? I knew you wrote it down. (laughs) uh, Everyone starts tripping before Mary Beth and Delilah take theirs. Stokely's having a bad trip. Zeke's having a trip. Stan's tripping out. Mm -hmm. And then we get the reveal of Delilah.
0: Everybody's tripping balls. And Delilah f**ks it up for everybody by
1: exposing herself as an alien. Kills the mood. Uh, Fun fun sucker. sucker. (laughs) Uh, it's she destroys everything. She goes to the town. Stokely says what everybody was thinking. I should have known that crazy bitch was one of them. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. I
0: love that she jumps into the student driving car from the high school with Mr. Tate waiting in the driving seat. <laughs> He's the getaway car. <laughs>
1: we shoot to this insane football game with fireworks going off. Kids are being destroyed. They're being possessed by the pod people. For me, it's mm-hmm. the cover of Nirvana. I think it's excellently shot it shot like a music video to me i think it's really good Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm, all i'll mm -hmm. say because i don't like football so i don't know what's happening
0: (laughs) it is great but in my opinion i mean here i i went to a few football games here there were nothing like this but like the big games they would have like an energy about it so i can only imagine that in these small towns that are like quote football team towns how big an event of a football Mm -hmm. game is for them that they would do shit like this there would be fireworks i love this whole setting essentially this is like the like you said the mass like taking over i guess feel mass infection of like the entire town by this point the cops are already slowly being taken over the school is already completely taken over now they're taking over the other school and they're taking over the rest of the town at this event
1: it's it's, it's pretty terrifying to see because I, I think we've talked about invasion of the body snatchers once before and it's this for me is the most terrifying shit. The idea of being like assimilated to one mind and removing mm-hmm. your own free will and autonomy over your own body is terrifying. It is terrifying. Assimilate, become one of us. No, mm-hmm. I am gay. We're all gay. Um, but they're looking for Miss Drake. They assume that
0: because Miss Drake's the principal, that she would also be um, the queen, the queen bee, if you will. So Ms. Drake is for some reason in the stands with uh, Mrs. Olson and they see Stokely.
1: Because she'd be there. She's
0: Sure. They see Stokely and Stan and they 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 follow them over to the gym. And this is where we get another great scene of them tying up Ms. Drake and with a volleyball net? With a volleyball net, and I love that Casey goes up to her Here, sniff this. Casey, are you on trucks? Weed, 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 weed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's it's great. I love this whole sequence, uh, especially the fake out. Because for two split mm-hmm. seconds during this chaos, when they think we're wrong and she attacks and Zeke shoots her straight in the head, and you get that six slow seconds, you really think they just killed this bitch, even though you know mm-hmm. for a fact she's one of them. But you still question it, and I love that. I love that guys gaslight me please please
0: because <laughs> then you get a surprise bitch when the body gets up and it gives a wiggle and then her eyes are turned back in their way and then just slowly the pods start to ooze out of the wound and the tentacles start to sprout and then that's when Mary Beth comes through with the canister like a huge like full canister full of the substance Tosses it in her face and we get a, you know, great little seize moment, but she gets carried away and dumps the rest of the container all over
1: her. The look though, of just like dropping this shit ton of magic powder on her, it's kind of cool. And then she like convulses and shit. It's really wicked. It's a really wicked Mm -hmm. death. Dramatic as fuck. We love the dramatics. I'm kind of here for it. I love this whole sequence. The rain outside sends everyone home. Stan wants to see if their plan has worked. On just one pen, he heads back out to the football field to see if the team is back to normal. When he runs out to the field, he catches the coach and the entire team, rehydrating in the rain. Tentacles out and everything. Ow. <laughs> we cut back to the group inside. They're worried about Stan because he hasn't returned. Just then, Stan comes running back to the door, exclaiming that it's not Drake. It's the coach, and he's after him. The group won't let it back until he proves he's not taken over. They slide under the door, one of the few pens they have left. After some tension building, Stan pours the drug out, admitting he's been turned. He runs back to rejoin the football team, and the group reconvenes. Casey and Zeke decide to run out to Zeke's car to get the last of the stash. Casey is a distraction. He runs the football team out to the parked buses where he's cornered by Delilah. He manages to make it out the emergency exit in the ceiling and makes a run for it. Back with Zeke, he makes it to his car just in time to be cornered by Miss Burke. After a small back and forth, Zeke jumps into his car and attempts to speed away, only for Miss Burke to break through the window and join him. He can't reach the pens to stab her with, so he buckles himself in, speeds up, and crashes into a bus, sending Burke flying. Zeke stumbles out of the wreck with his pens, only to be jump-scared by Miss Burke, decapitated head scurrying around, looking for her body. Let's talk about the worst part. The worst part. Stokely. Stokely's straight. And she kisses Stan before he leaves to go check up on the football team. I want to talk about it. I really want to talk about it. I wish Williamson had the balls to keep her keep her yeah. queer. Yeah. Keep her queer. I don't like that she ends up with Stan. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't it. like it either. Gay erasure. I'm- <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and coming from another queer, it hurts even more. Yes, man. That is. It's always the ones you trust. It's always the ones you trust. I don't like <laughs> so, it.
0: Yeah. Stan goes outside to like check on the football team. And before he does, before Stan runs out, St- uh, Stokely pulls him back in and gives him a kiss. And is like, I didn't want to die and not have him do that. I was like, ill Michelle, why are you going all hetero on us?
1: Uh, it's the worst. It's the worst, but uh, move on because the worst is yet to come for Stokely. Um, he goes out to he goes out to the football field. Surprise, it's an alien! Surprise, he's an alien too. Everyone starts. Nice, bitch. Everyone starts becoming pod people very quickly, and tension is rising so fast. I want to cut to Zeke and Casey trying to figure out what to do because there's not enough scat left over, not enough shit to go around. So poor mm-hmm. Casey becomes the bait. This is where I started quickly realizing, especially this watch, was like, duh. Casey is in the pantheon of the very rare final boy class. We have a oh. final boy on our hands, everybody. We—I think the only other final boy that we really got to talk in detail about was Nightmare on Elm Street Two with Jesse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that Casey becomes a final boy. Yeah, yeah, he does.
0: He is the last. Spoiler alert! He's the last one standing.
1: Gay gasp. <gasps> and he comes into his own just like any other final girl during this triathlon of being chased by this by the football team, <gasps> which would cause me to piss myself. I was terrified of the football team because they were such fucking assholes mm-hmm. at my school. This alone would send me like running. This is horrifying, especially because it's an entire football team rushing at you. While this is happening, Zeke has to defeat his ultimate villain, Miss Burke. And Miss Burke, this bitch, is wild. She dives head first, no questions asked, into his side passenger window. She wanted to get that dick. (laughs) Is her last chance? I f***ing hate you. How do you feel (laughs) about this car scene, this car chase sequence? There
0: is a lot of sexual tension here and some great dialogue. I feel, even though it's highly inappropriate, I love the dialogue where he tries to, He's like, oh, just change your mind about those lax- those chocolates. She said, mm, I was thinking something more cherry flavored if you get my drift. And I was like, yes, bitch, get that dick. Even though, you know, it's, it's inappropriate. This chase is great. Zeke jumps in the car and tries to speed away. Miss Burke busts out the window, jumps in. Hi, Zeke boy. And then he floors it while buckling in his seatbelt. So it sends her flying and decapitates her ass. Granted, the the effects don't really hold up, but I'll give it a pass. It's an
1: alien movie. The reason why I give it a pass is because it's so fucking funny to me. It is hilarious seeing her- It gives me Mars Attacks vibes. It's such Mars Attacks. Yes, mm. yes it is. Oh my god, yes. Yes. <laughs> Back in the gym, Mary
0: Beth asks Stokely how these things end in her movies. It starts a dialogue between the two in which Marybeth reveals she's the queen. She strikes Stokely down with her huge tentacle arm, causing Stokely to fall down several stairs on the bleachers. Just then, Casey comes running back in, the football team hot on his tail. He locks the door and joins Stokely. The pair run off into the indoor pool, the queen just behind them. It jumps into the pool and quickly catches up to them. The large alien lunges from the water and drags Stokely in. Casey manages to get her out and the pair run into the locker room to hide. Moments later, Zeke finds Stokely and Mary Beth in the locker room. They have a standoff where they accuse each other of being an alien. It culminates in Stokely stopping Zeke from stabbing Mary Beth with a pen. She reveals herself to be infected. Just then, Casey runs up and tosses Stokely into the equipment locker and locks the door. Zeke makes Casey prove himself before they continue. After a quick key bump, they run and hide. Zeke does a shit job because Marybeth finds him right away and tosses him across the locker room.
1: Oh my god, let's talk about the reveal. Marybeth surprising everybody by being the queen alien. How did you feel, if you can remember, because it's been a long, 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 long time ago, about this reveal? (laughs) Gag. gag, Right? The little country bumpkin,
0: she's the queen bee. It, it also makes sense because, hello, like, this shit didn't start until she
1: got there. So, uh, I love it. I love it. This is a great, great reveal. It's a great reveal. I actually really like her design. Her end design is disgusting. I love that mm-hmm. she can transform back and forth. Her tentacle arms are really wicked. It's such a good reveal. I don't like... That they just had her cover her nose when she went to go take the scat. I think it's just like a (laughs) weird thing.
0: Well, also she had her little tentacle pinky uh, knocked out the... But there's an error there because I've had to watch this movie several times. In the shot initially, like when she supposedly knocks the cap off, the cap is
1: still on there at the end of that scene. So whatever. The indoor pool scene scares me because Mary Beth, giant. She is a giant alien. But Mm -hmm. she swims through that water so fast it creeps me out it it's ooh, i don't like it and then her popping out is the sickest shot robert rodriguez holy crap i love stokely getting caught by the tentacles it is the, my favorite shot in the
0: movie yes 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 this is definitely where like robert rodriguez's action movie background came in clutch because this is a I agree. This is a great shot of the huge like water sequence coming up behind stokely and it's just grabbing her it's a great slow-mo shot um and then she like slams the pavement Ah. and Ah. oh she's like bleeding from her mouth and she gets well i don't want to spoil it but you know something happens in the water
1: it did spoil we just talked about it oh wow oh yeah she gets infected (laughs) in the water but it happens a little too
0: quickly because like when she comes out it's very fast
1: you know we're taking liberties it's the end of the movie Um, but we get a standoff for Zeke trying to figure out who is still good and who is not and Mary Beth is naked so she's an alien well obviously but from Mary Beth it is a line don't listen to her she's trying to fake you out we don't even know what she is gay straight (laughs) alien (laughs) Ah! Ah! It's so. F- that is a fantastic line. It is so, is so stupid.
0: Fun. Gaslighting, if I've ever seen it, mama. Oh my god.
1: It's so funny. It's so funny. And it's Zeke's. I leave for five minutes and everyone's a fucking alien. If I have to men and black your ass, I will <laughs> Yeah. Come on, references. We love references on references. This scene is chaotic. It's intense. I like it. The build-up to this scene it's is fast. It's fast, and it's great, because it took a while for our our heroes to figure everything out, so the fact that we're going full rev engine is mm-hmm. fucking reverse. Let's go! It's now come down to Marybeth and Casey. She stalks him naked among the rows and rows of lockers. She attempts to sweet-talk him into joining her army of aliens. After a monologue, Mary Beth turns back into her true self. Casey makes a run for it and leads her back to the bleachers. He hits the switch on the controls before running behind the bleachers. The rows of seats begin to retract back into the wall. The humongous alien queen follows Casey. He runs through the obstacle course of metal framing and wood just in time before it crushes him. The alien queen doesn't make the clearing and becomes lodged between the wall and the bleachers. Casey pulls the remaining pens from his pocket and stabs the queen in the eye. When he does, She sprays pods directly into his face, and they immediately burrow into his skin upon impact. But as the drugs kill the queen, it kills the pods as well. They fall out of Casey's face, and he falls to the floor as the drugs completely dry out the alien life form, leaving nothing but an ashy corpse. Casey gets up to check on Stokely, and she's unconscious with a few dried up pods next to her. We also get a jump scare from a still-alive Zink.
0: This is our final showdown you love a monologue bitch you love, I love a monologue, a monologue. I and Mary love Beth a monologue. gives this great monologue and really tries to you know play to Casey and play to the fact that he's a loner and he doesn't have many friends and that if she just joins him he can fit right in and be like everybody else don't you want to live in a world like that I'd rather
1: be afraid. I love that part. It's a really excellent... Th- love, Munlong, you called me out. Fuck off. <laughs> I also love her naked walking in the lockers, but the shadow tentacles yes. being casted across the locker room. Ah! Oh, it's so beautiful. I'm such a sucker for aesthetics. We get... She's like, fuck it, I'm going to chase you anyway. And she chases him behind the bleachers, which I think is such a neat design. I think it's really mm. wicked seeing all of these stairs just come in de- destroying this gigantic alien. Yep. How do you feel about that? I love it. I think I love
0: the school setting. I love the use of the locker room. The pool. I love the use of these bleachers and them using... Because how else are you going to take this big alien bitch down? Like, it's huge. So he uses the best thing he's got. The fucking bleachers. It's going to come in and crush it. It's genius. It's such a final girl thing to do to use the tools you have at your advantage so before he runs into the bleachers he sets the the little thingy i don't know i've don't never have bleachers but he pushes the never. button and it starts to you know close and retract she follows him in It eventually crushes her and with the last uh, they're essentially this is such an this is an homage to alien essentially because they're face to face together and he takes the last remaining pens and stabs her in the eye and then oh with her, like, as she dies, she shoots these pods directly into Casey's face. And they just immediately burrow underneath his uh, skin. And this is some great terrifying. effects. Because the effects are great. He's, they're, like, wiggling still. And it looks gross. His screaming. Uh, oh, I know. But luckily for him, as the drugs, like, take effect and begin to kill the queen, it immediately kills the pods. And they kind of just <laughs> slip right back uh, out of his oh, face. Oh, thank God. I can only imagine how much that hurt.
1: Oh, I know. The, the, he is a final boy. I love it. I love this. He checks up on Stokely, checks up on Zeke. Zeke gives a mm-hmm. s- jump scare. I have literally no notes for this ending because I think it's so well paced, directed, this is and acted.
0: great. You blew my mind. I really never, as many times as I've seen this movie and as much as I love this movie, I never considered Casey to be our final girl. Mm-hmm. And so now that you just like Opened up my mind to that That's all I can see now Like wow the whole movie Like he went through all the trials and tribulations That a finder girl needs to go
1: through To make it to the end Yes she does And she overcomes and destroys that giant animatronic Holy f*** that thing was massive Wow, wee wow 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 guys So we flash forward a month later
0: News networks are still reporting On the alien abduction that overtook A small Ohio town Zeke is now on the football team, Stan and Stokely are a couple now, and Stokely got a horrible makedown. Casey is a national hero, and Delilah isn't a bitch anymore. All is right in the small school
1: as we pull out for a wide shot of the school going back to its normal bullying. Like, nobody learned a lesson. Like, everybody got worse. Like- Honestly,
0: <laughs> now Stokely's hetero and she got a horrible makedown. down. Ew! Delilah isn't a bitch anymore. That was her best quality. Zeke's
1: now a jock boy and is absolutely dating Miss Burke. There's going to be an investigation.
0: Actually, Casey got... Well, you know, he's a national hero.
1: He's the only one that got the good thing. And good for him. Good for him. He deserves it. He needs to dump Delilah, though. Gail Weathers is going to take him nowhere. <laughs> oh my god. She's absolutely... Good. Once this dies down, she's leaving his ass. Mm-hmm. But we are at the end of this movie. I want to know, how do you feel about this movie? Especially in its, in its category of... Back to school horror. And uh, what are your <laughs> final scores? Buy it. I'm
0: buying it. I love it. This is Kevin Williamson's take on an alien invasion movie. Yes, yes, yes. This is essentially, this is a scream skeleton put in for an alien movie. I understand that. And maybe that's why I love it so much. But I love it. The cast. Yes. The Dialogue. Yes. The alien, the plot yes. twist, mm-hmm. the director, all do it for me. This is a re- this is a buy it movie for me. Robert Rodriguez, y'all. Kevin Williamson, come on,
1: seriously. Um, my score is still going to be a buy it. If you love '90s horror movies, rent it. If this is going to be your first time, because I don't know if this is going to be for everybody. Because there's, there's a lot of things we poked out in this hall that... that <laughs> poked out in this hall. Jesus Christ. Ow. There's a lot of things that we discussed in this movie that kind of either didn't age well or, or weird or just... I can see why people don't like this movie so much. But however, the shining things in this movie overcast all of that because it's fucking hilarious. The actors, like mm-hmm. you said, special effects... This idea, this take on a sci-fi movie done in a great teen way—archetypes—it's fantastic. It's really fun. It is just a fun-ass popcorn movie. So yeah, buy it or rent it, whichever one. I won't judge you. You know, but assimilate. Ge- join us. Join us. Speaking of joining us... Next week, we are participating in Rush Week and trying to join a sorority. It's time to dress to impress, party all night, and try our best to keep a deep, dark secret. Listeners, we are joining our sisters of Theta Pi to watch Sorority Row from 2009. (laughs) Let's go, sisters! I'm so excited. I have never seen this movie before. So y'all are
0: gonna get... For those of you who have never seen this movie either we're going to react together. <laughs> oh my god. I don't, I don't know what I'm in for. This is an early odds movie, so I I already know it's going to be horribly insensitive. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Wait, tune in next week because you
1: about to hear me pop off. Oh, I'm so excited to hear all of that. If you liked what you heard, you can follow The Queens on our Instagram at The Carpenter Queens. Our Twitter is at Carpenter Queens. My personal account is Nicholas Alexander Photography.
0: My personal account is at STFU Ray. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Stay safe. Stay queer. Stay queer. Stay with me.
1: <laughs> bye guys we'll see you next bye, time bye boy, bye boy, 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 bye bye bye